Good afternoon, Lou. Thanks very much for joining us on the podcast again. Yeah. Hey, hey Ross, thanks so much. We had a fantastic discussion on Wednesday um, with the first in the forum series. You had the national experts weighing in on youth sport and what is the medical risk for returning to play and spectate. Um, but on a personal note, I felt it was a fantastically, uh, first of all, moderated session. The panel were fantastic. If you're a parent in, in the United States, uh, you really needed uh, to be tuning into that. Um, you can catch it subsequently now uh, it's across social media um but what were your feelings from it i have to agree with you uh we're very fortunate to uh have uh, such an outstanding uh panel of, of experts that can really openly discuss the issues that we face in uh, in the world when it comes to youth sports we we did have uh, several people from uh, different countries come into the uh forum as well uh we've had a good number of parents uh good number of administrators of uh, youth sports programs from the league levels to the uh, individual communities. Um, and I, and I think they had an opportunity to hear both sides of, uh, of the issues that we face in, uh, in, in at least uh, in, in the youth sports area. I think it really highlighted the importance of the, of the Institute itself um, as the go-to platform for these types of discussions and in, in trying to find solutions it was great to have you know different sports uh, represented, um, and of course, Dr. Michael Anderson did uh, a great job moderating it. Well, I, I agree with you. I think if you look at the mission of the institute and why it was put together, it really is a neutral platform for uh, different views, uh, different opportunities to look at policies and procedures. And public, for instance, in this case, we had to look at public policy uh, in the area of youth sports. And I think uh, certainly one of the outcomes is a crying uh, need for consistency throughout uh, the industry and and the youth sports industry so that uh, those making decisions at the uh, governmental level understand the importance of why we want to get youth back to sports. Uh, One of the things that I, one of my own takeaways is the uh, screaming concerns from the doctors as well as the uh, uh, sports leaders about mental health and the youth. Yeah, I picked up on uh, that as well. That stuck in my mind that you'd rather get them out there playing than not playing, uh, especially Dr. Anderson, who's a leading pediatric uh, physician in the country, to get them, you know, getting them away from the, the video and gaining weight and not meeting with their friends and and I think what they're saying is that it can be done if people follow the rules, right, and the policies and the procedures, and uh, everyone consistently understands those rules and regulations, we can do it. And I think it's the role of the Institute now is to uh, uh, move forward as much as we can on public policies so that we can maybe have some influence on uh, governmental leaders. Uh, and and uh, to understand that it's it's very important to bring youth back on the playing fields, in the pool, uh, on the uh, on the soccer pitch. There was a lot that was covered in uh, one hour. Next week, you have the second in the series, and I know that you've got a different um, idea in mind for for this second one. Can you tell us about that? The second week is is very interesting. We're going to Wembley Stadium in London, and uh, through our uh, distinguished uh, leaders group, uh, it was identified and through the task force too that Wembley has a special team 
that they rely on for making managerial decisions on COVID-19 risk perspectives. And uh, Liam, uh, who's the stadium director, is obviously one of the leaders in the, in, the, in the world when it comes to stadium operations, as you know. And he, uh, he relies on Mike Patterson, who's their chief medical officer, and Mark uh, uh, Cutler, who's their medical manager, and uh, Tom uh, Wickey, who's the stadium health and safety manager. They meet constantly and look at the environment, look at statistics, look at uh, policies and procedures. So all of us in the, in the, in the world want to know uh, how they process these uh, policies and procedures, how they implement their COVID-19 policies and evaluate them. So I think all of us that are in the sports uh, industry, whether you're from youth sports all the way, certainly up to the pro ranks and premier league, we want to know how maybe to do it better. And I think we're all looking forward to, uh, uh, to their discussion next Wednesday. And if I could just add to that, uh, to those listeners who don't know, uh, Wembley is the National Stadium of England and the home of English soccer with 90,000 seats. It is the largest sports venue in the UK and the second largest stadium in Europe. The great Pele once called it the Cathedral of uh, Football and to our listeners in the United States soccer. So it's it's really an iconic world-class venue that hosts the biggest and best events, including you know UEFA Champions League finals uh, in 2011, 2013. You had the gold medal matches at the 2012 Olympic Games. Uh, England soccer internationals are held there, as well as um, you know the NFL have played, yes, RFL. Yes. We've got concerts that are played there all the time. Um, so this is this is a, an ideal stadium of which uh, you know to speak to those that are involved in it and, and to really get the best practices. Is that uh, is that yeah, fair? I think we selected the right stadium. Uh, I know many of uh, our colleagues in the United States who run major stadiums are all excited about this uh, forum. I, I think one of the outcomes so far uh, is part of the uh, mission of the uh, institute is that. The American leaders are so excited to learn from those in the rest of the world. Uh, it's come up to me so many times that this opportunity through through this institute to uh, get out of uh, just our own selves in America and our own policies and procedures and look at maybe there's some other good things that are going on in the world. And this is a good example, I think, next Wednesday for us to uh, really concentrate and learn how uh, they do it. Uh, well in, uh, in COVID-19 perspective for risk at Wembley. It's worth pointing out that these are complementary uh, features, if you like. They're complementary discussions for industry experts, um, members of the public, uh, whether you're involved in sport, whether you're involved in entertainment, whether you like to go to sport uh, or you know entertainment activities. It's, it's really interesting stuff. It's accessible across the IIFX social media platforms, the IIFX website, and via this Return to Work Play and Spectate podcast. If I could get back to uh, this week's uh, session on Wednesday, Lou, it, it really struck me that there was, I mean, there was so much material that was covered, but there's so much more still to cover across, you know, the other sports. And I really enjoyed the fact that it was it was focused on youth. Do you think that you've got more legs there to make a series that focuses on that particular area? I am in discussion with uh, several leaders in the youth sports uh, industry to, to see if there's more to it than uh, just a one series. And I think there is. Uh, and, and maybe it's going to be built around public policy. 
Um, I've had the same discussion yesterday with the high school in the United States, a very big, you know, interscholastic athletics. Uh, they're very interested in uh, looking at a forum series as well. And, and uh, I'm sure the same thing will happen with intercollegiate athletics at the higher education level, professional sports, endurance events. So I think we're becoming the, uh, as you said, the platform for open discussion available to everybody so that we can exchange good ideas, uh, improve uh, our capacities to uh, make the world, uh, uh, I say the world, but make bring sports and entertainment back, return to work, play, and spectate in a way that's safe, but yet uh, we can get back to some kind of, in quote, normalcy. The series is brought to you in partnership with Aveshka. Yes. To, to, the, to our listeners that don't know, can you tell us a bit about Aveshka and, and how yeah. this partnership came about? Yeah, Aveshka is a uh, company uh, housed in uh, Washington, D.C. They work very, very closely with, uh, their, with the government on supporting many projects uh, in emergency management, uh, incident management, uh, medical. Uh, Dr. Uh, Till Jolly, who's chairing the, uh, our medical uh, cohort group, who will be moderating the, the uh, session next Wednesday as an outstanding medical uh, physician who uh, worked uh, many of Super Bowls and very knowledgeable of sports as well. So uh, it's, a, it's a corporation that uh, is in our lane. I want to help uh, and, un- and appreciate what the Institute's about. And it's been a wonderful relationship over the last uh, two months. And then finally, this is all building up in three weeks, I believe. You've got the conference, uh, your first international conference. Yes. How's, how's everything going for that? Uh, fantastic. Uh, more than I dreamed. Uh, I'm, I'm so uh, personally uh, excited. Uh, the response uh, on the programming is extremely uh, diverse, international. Uh, we'll be able to take what we get from the forums and really embellish more time in the conference to elaborate even more so. So there's a little bit of a connection between the forums and the, where we're going with the conference. Uh, so on the 17th and 18th of uh, November, we'll have the Innovative Pathway to the Future of Sports and Entertainment Conference and Expo. Uh, we've done uh, registrations are coming in very well. Um, corporate uh, the work. The international corporate world is supporting this as well, as well as the uh, you know the major agencies in the in the sports uh, world, uh, from Interpol uh, to uh, those involved in other international agencies, as well as those in the United States, like the NFL and Major League Baseball and hockey, etc. The second wave is gripping Europe at the moment, and uh, we're slowly going back into various phases of, of lockdown. But it's yeah. good to see that the work of IIFX and with modern technologies continues. The discussions have been sparked. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a really exciting time, not just in, in how to deal with COVID and how to find the solu- solutions, but I also feel that people are starting to push the bar and start to really sort of figure out how to take sport uh, from a fan experience perspective forward, which is really interesting to see. You know, you said something very well. Yes, we're going down uh, in a particular time right now for some lockdowns, but it's only temporary. Uh, As as we manage this uh, uh, COVID-19 process with uh, hopefully vaccines, rapid testing down the road. So I think what the convention 
and the conference really represents is when I when we say innovative pathway, we have to start to think of how uh, what is this new normal? What is this new life going to be? What kind of changes are we making in sport because of what we learn? And prepare ourselves for the day in which uh, uh, you know we can get back to the to, to a, a different world, and that is the normal world. So I think that's what the convention represents: is pre preparation for the return to work, play, and spectate. It's an exciting time. And to those of you who would like more information on how to register for this event on Wednesday, please go to iifx.org and all the details will be there. I certainly look forward to that discussion. Lou, thanks very much for joining us today and uh, look forward to touching base with you again on Wednesday. Yeah. Hey, Ross, thank you so much. Mm -hmm.